Steven and I, for one, embrace our Chihuahua overlords. I'm Dare, and the Beverly Hills Chihuahua is a, has a li- has a no moss mentality. We are all examples of no moss. And I'm Nero, and I'm not small, but I'm also not mighty either. So I'm just kind of screwed. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay, I'm good. Uh, let me see. Before we hop, well, first off, we are covering Beverly Hills Chihuahua today, as selected by the random number generator that I found on Google last time. <laughs> uh, before we get into it, though, Nero, since you are going to be sticking around, um, back at way back at episode zero, uh, me and Dan and Cat all did our histories with Disney. If you want to do a quick intro for yourself, sure. When I was a kid, I, I watched a lot of Disney. Uh, specifically, I had a couple of movies that I really wore out the tapes on. One of them was The Aristocrats. Um, I don't really know why I loved that one so much. I think I just liked the way it looked. And I also, you know, I have very fond memories of my family's trip to Disney World in 2005. That was great. Um, I think I, I have drifted away as I have grown up. And as Disney has sort of matured more and more into the colossal evil empire it is uh, becoming, and it was always going to become. But there is, there are, I do have nostalgia for a lot of the um, the older stuff, and I think that Disney as a company is very interesting in a lot of ways. Um, you know, there's a lot of different periods you can look at of, of Disney and the 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 stuff it produces. And the kind of cultural ideas around it, even even when it is in full just factory mode as it is now, where it's just making so many things. That's my history. Yeah. All right. Uh, oh, excuse me. Yeah. So uh, we're watching Beverly. We watched Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Boy, did we. And, uh, what did you think of it? It's a lot of uh, movie. There's lots of it. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's, it's better than I thought it was going to be, but that's mainly because the only thing I remembered from any of the previews, I never actually saw it before we did, the, we did it for this, but the only thing I remembered from any of the previews was a bunch of chihuahuas running around and as a set designed to look like an Aztec ruin and just shouting chihuahua every now and then. So I had no idea what to expect going in. Yeah, I I kind of assumed this would be much more, I mean it has it, but I assumed it would be much more of like 
a bad comedy movie. Like, mm-hmm. like a lot of scatological humor in that. It doesn't have a lot of that. Uh, but it's, it's also more batshit than what I thought. And also, I assume the whole thing was taking in, <laughs> taking place in Los Angeles, but it actually mostly takes place in Mexico. That's right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so, well, we do start out, literally start out the movie with a poop joke. So you would be forgiven to think that this was more bent towards scatological humor. Um, but yeah, this movie goes a lot of places that I didn't really expect. Yeah. Like, I, it was certainly more entertaining than I thought it was going to be. Um, just because I was like, okay, what, well, what the fuck are they going to do next? Yeah. I, I gotta say, it is weird for me to watch this being, because of my own racial identity. Um, mm-hmm. I am Colombian on my father's side. I was, uh, Raised by my white mom, though she did do quite a bit of effort into helping me get a certain amount of immersion into Latino culture. Uh, I spent a lot of my time growing up with other Latino kids. Uh, and though I never learned Spanish. And throughout this movie, I found myself wondering, is this part racist? I don't (laughs) know. I genuinely don't know if this part's racist or not. It feels racist, but I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, this movie's relationship with race... Yeah, it's a little bit fraught, let's say. Yeah. It's a word for it. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I definitely had a few peri- a few moments, at least, where I was like, mm-hmm. movie, I don't, I don't know if you should have. But you sure did. Yeah. It was 2008. It was a different time. No one knew what racism was in 2008, don't you know? <laughs> Everyone assumed it ended they hadn't discovered now it. that Obama was going to get elected. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we were done with it. Ugh. Uh, so. Uh, we do, in fact, open up with a poop joke about a fancy butler taking a dog out for a walk and though we avoid seeing it it is implied he has to clean up its poop uh yeah as classical music yeah and then we get like this whole opening montage of a beverly hills high society set to rich girl by gwen stefani the uh the music (laughs) yeah that was a tonal shift musical cues in this movie are hilarious. They are maybe the most on-the-nose musical cues I've seen since Suicide Squad. Yeah. Uh, which is saying something. <laughs> They're honestly probably better than Suicide Squad, now that I compare the two. They're less on-the-nose, somehow. Mean... So, after the opening credit sequence, we are met with, uh, the Beverly Hills Chihuahua herself, Chloe, a talking dog. <laughs> She's a white Chihuahua, and I, I say white both in the sense of racial and having a white coat. Huh? Yeah. This is the Drew Barrymore dog, and yes, here yeah. she is white. Um, what did y'all think of Chloe? Because I really hated her throughout most of this movie. She 
was annoying at first, but grew grew on me over the course Which of the movie. I, suppose I guess that's the point. Yeah, she had some moments. I think I'm willing to give her some leeway simply because she's played by Drew Barrymore, who also played all of the other nose, all of the other reindeer from one of my from the Christmas special of the same name, one of my favorite of all time. Uh, man, I forgot about that movie. Yeah. It's one of the ones I watch every year. Uh, let's see. But, anyways. Uh, she's meeting with, uh, her friends, who are all other dogs owned by rich people. Uh, their names are Bimini, Sebastian, and Delta. Uh, Sebastian is... I will say it was the end of my second watching when I finally figured out Delta's name. Yeah, I only got their names at the end because they give an epilogue scene that lists everyone's names. Uh, Yeah. Like, there are several characters it took me a long while to find out. Um, But, uh, uh, they're just getting groomed. They're talking about they're talking about uh mates and uh there's a bit and I'm just gonna gloss over that bit. <laughs> there's uh Yeah. Uh movie. it's But yeah, it's um I forget who who Bimini I think says that she's like starting to doggy date this other dog and the I don't know, someone they all apparently know and Chloe Cleo Chloe, fuck. Chloe said something about, like, good for you, it's hard to find a, a, a do- another dog that has papers, let alone one you could love. Oh. Oh, that, I almost forgot to say. One thing that did occur to me a lot while I was watching this movie is this would have been better animated, but not much better. Yeah, like... Yeah. It- I think the, I would have. Uh, I think the, it would have. Um, oh, go ahead. I think it would have been easier to buy into the uh, fantastic realism if it were animated. Yeah, the the animated the the filmmaking technique of filming real dogs and just kind of CGIing lip flaps onto them. Uh, it's tried and true, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's good. And also, every time the dogs were replaced with full CG stand-ins for action scenes or whatever, it looked. Oh, um, oh God! Really bad. <laughs> yeah. Granted, I am always a fan of like just the tonal whiplash of it being whatever tone the scene is, but then the real dog actors just sitting there like, <laughs> yeah, you can <laughs> just hanging out. You know, dog actors is that like a lot of the times they're always going to be wagging their tails and all of that, so it's really hard to. Maybe that's why the villain of, they chose the villain of the movie to be a breed that has a very short tail, so you couldn't tell if it was oh. wagging, because obviously that dog would just be... I didn't think yeah. about that. That right, makes well, we, a lot we, of sense, honestly. We need this guy to be scary, and he can't really be scary if his tail's wagging all the time. Yeah, because the other like main dog in it, who we'll get to in a little bit, there were definitely scenes where the dog playing him was happier than the character was supposed to be. Yep, for sure. Um, so, let's see. The Chloe's owner is Vivian. I don't think we get her full name, but her name is Vivian, frequently referred to as Aunt Viv. Uh, she seems to be, like, 
involved in the cosmetics industry. Uh, Something yeah. Like Super rich. Also played by fucking Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Who... Yeah. Who, in fairness, does look like she's having that's fun. That's true. With but that's because she had to like do uh, three scenes. She probably got all this done in a day. Honestly, <laughs> probably. Uh. Uh. So there's. We see Chloe at the pool with, uh, I think some other dogs. Uh, let me try to make sure. Okay, first off, Vivian is going to Italy for a business trip. Well, I think it's supposed to be just across Europe. Yeah, she's going to several cities. Yeah, she says like four cities in ten days or something like that. I remember Berlin is in there. Because Chloe hates Berlin. Yeah. Uh, I think we see Chloe ta- talking with some other dogs at a pool and on Vivian's estate. Uh, it. I think it's her friends from the spa. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. That's them. Right? Okay. Okay. Good. Uh, we also are introduced to Sam, a Latino landscaper, and his dog Poppy. Uh, Poppy is. This is the George Lopez yeah. one. Poppy is voiced by George Lopez, and he is madly in love with Chloe. Yeah, this dog is simping so goddamn hard. I cannot. Ha! I couldn't believe it. Every single line of dialogue is just is just directed towards her and about how much she lo- he loves her. Also, hey, audience, did you know I'm in love with <laughs> Chloe? Guys, guys, I really love Chloe. Looking directly into the camera. Hello. I'm the George Lopez dog, and I'm in love with Chloe. I George Lopez, I feel like, is a cultural like touchstone that I mostly missed out on. I only ever saw the reverberations of him through his weird children's movie appearances, such as this one. Yeah. I, he exists um, most... You'd think he'd be the main character based on the, the marketing and the poster, but... He's yeah. not in it that much. And he mostly exists to deliver, quote-unquote, funny one-liners. Yeah. Which, they're, they're one of those two mm-hmm. things. Um, he's, he's not in the movie a lot of it until the very end. Uh, but, like, he's around. He's, he's saying stuff. That's, my, that's basically it. Yeah. Yeah. That is, yeah, pretty much his character. Yeah. Uh, we first meet him, apparently, I guess Sam has him helping out with the landscaping stuff. Viv acts like he's, like, straight up, almost, I guess, just an employee for Sam. Which, in fairness, if that's true, I would hire the shit out of a landscaper that had his dog on the payroll. He's good at digging holes. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, she walks up and is like, oh, very good, puppy, very symmetrical. I'm like, wait, what? Uh... Yeah, so, uh, since Vivian's going on her cross-continent, uh, fashion trip, uh, er, she is, uh, hiring her unemployed niece, Rachel, to, uh, dog sit for her. And y'all, Chloe is not a fan of Rachel. really brutal to her honestly when she first shows up just just tears her to shreds yeah. uh 
I'm trying to figure out. I think next is like a montage of dog sitting. And set to uh, yeah. Too Sexy by Right Said Fred. Yeah! Um, yeah, this is where, like, we get the another pool scene. They're all hanging out. And Rachel and Chloe are complaining about one another to their friends. Um, is this where Poppy comes up to Chloe's friends and we get all this weird... All, all, all of Chloe's friends think Poppy's really sexy. I missed that bit, yeah. but it seems accurate. Um, One of them, I think Delta calls him a hunk of Chihuahua. Huh. And Bimini, I'm, it's one of them said hunk of Chihuahua, the other one is just openly drooling. Yeah, I think him, it's, so. it's Bimini. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I don't know, but he brings Chloe a grasshopper. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one thing that I start to notice, and it seems to go throughout the whole film, I'm watching this movie with subtitles. Sometimes the subtitles translate what's being said in Spanish, but a lot of the time it's just speaking Spanish. Uh, a staple of any yeah. subtitle, of any subtitle f- track by an American film with, uh, people speaking Spanish in it. Yeah. It. I don't even. Yeah. I feel like mine mostly translated when it was pertinent dialogue, I think. But I definitely caught a few speaking Spanishes in there. Yeah, mine was a pretty even mix of... You could generally tell if they were saying, like, whole sentences, it was just going to go speaking Spanish. If they were tossing a word in there every... Or, like, then it would just say what the word was without translating it. Uh, Poppy confesses his love to Chloe, but... Is rejected. A bunch. Yeah. Uh, he's doing this thing where, like, he's hop- He's on the other side of the fence because he's supposed to be working. So he's, like, hopping up and giving, like, one line at a time, trying to say, like, Mi corazón, you're hotter than the sun, or something. Oh, like yeah. That. He, like, starts calling her Mi corazón, which is important for later. Uh, God, it sure is, Yeah, huh? <laughs> treat that like it's a whole thing later. I feel like all of this would have worked better if there was another romantic rival that like Chloe was betrothed to or something. Um, cause like they, they, they always, they mention like, Oh yeah. I mean, you find a mate with papers and maybe even when you really love, like it was like arranged something or other, but there's no indication yeah. that Chloe has anything else lined up. There isn't really a chat. There isn't really a Chad to Poppy's virgin. There really isn't. Uh, one day, Rachel decides to take Chloe and her friends on a trip to t- to Mexico, presumably Tijuana. Yeah. Uh, they, they don't. Just, they just decide, like, "Hey, let's go to Mexico," which is, yeah, yeah. I I need to plan at least seven days uh, to go to the store. Um, I don't know what the fuck these people are doing. Going to Mexico on a whim. Yeah, I mean... Well, it's like, and apparently my sense of geography is real bad, because I did not think Beverly Hills was close enough well, to the border. Yeah, it's in L.A. Uh, I I don't know how close to the border it is. Like, San Diego is real close. 
but I think they'd have to do a bit of traveling. Uh, Tijuana is not on the Baja Peninsula, right? Am I wrong on that? Let me get... I, at least I think it's Tijuana. I just sort of assumed. They don't actually yeah. say what what city this is. Uh, so but like... Mexico. Yeah. Uh, let me just cross-reference. Yeah. Yeah, it's like right there. It's like right on the border. Uh, coastal. It's It's exactly... It is the closest... Uh, place to uh, Los Angeles, which is also a decent ways away. Uh, you'd probably have to travel like a day and a half to get. Well, maybe you could probably get there by the evening, maybe. And for all I know, maybe they have. Which, yeah, I guess in fairness, the first scene it has them, it shows after they get to the hotel is going out for the yeah. night. So, yeah, this is where we get um, Chloe living like a normal dog and being completely scandalized by it. Yeah. She gets fed the wet food and she's upset. Yeah, because she's not eating fucking prime rib. In fairness to her, this also, I think, is just how dogs do because she reacts to it. The same way my dog Otto did the one time we bought him slightly lower quality dog food because the roads had iced over. I think your dog might just be fancy. I mean, also that. Like, we normally do him blue buffalo, but one year it rained, it, uh, like, sleeted really badly and the roads got super iced over for, like, a day or two. So we got him, again, like, not even a bad brand, just, like, a slightly brand because we could at least make it to Kroger and he just stared at it and then back it up. <laughs> he, was like, this, he was like, this isn't what I eat. This is not up to my standards. I demand the proper wet food. <laughs> yeah, okay, so next, like, there's a bit where, like, she gets annoyed and, or Chloe gets annoyed and, like, drops a bit of the, uh, dog food in Rachel's shoe. Uh, Somehow Rachel doesn't notice. She doesn't notice before she puts her foot in. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, then, like, there's a bit where, like, Chloe pretends to be hurt to, like, garner sympathy. But uh, regardless, <laughs> the girls all head out. And Chloe tracks them down to Cayuca Club. Uh... And then, Chloe gets dognapped. She sure does. Yeah, like, immediately gets dognapped. So, this is about 15 minutes into an hour and a half long movie. Mm-hmm. We're already at dognapping. Um, she gets put in a van and taken to a dogfighting ring. Yeah. Yeah! That's dark um, for your movie. To go to yeah. minute 20. Yeah, and it is all the way in Mexico City, which I think is more in central Mexico. So that's like... I think so. That's a long drive. Um, yeah. Yeah, this is, so this is where I know this. We're saying Beverly Hills Chihuahua a lot in this movie. Like, we're, we're talking about it all the time. We're, we're name dropping left and right here. Um, 
because she's talking to the other fighters. She meets Delgado, who's like, oh, he's the toughest guy. He's a gladiator. Mm-hmm. And then someone else chimes in, no, El Diablo is the scariest dog here. And it's like, okay, good. We got our rival. Yep. Yeah. And also there's a dog in the corner who's praying. Yeah. To dog yeah! Uh, God, I assume. I mean, dog is God spelled backwards. Damn. Ah. Damn. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh. They established, like, while. While Rachel is trying to find out what happened to Chloe, like, she talks to, like, someone who works at, uh, the. What was it? The. At the shelter. And she explains that the dogfighting organization is called Las Peleas de Perros. Uh. And. Anyways, back to this. They don't really bring up the name Las Peleas de Perros much for the rest of the movie, but I just thought it was entertaining that they had a name. Uh, Yeah. Which, like, I feel like they're trying to make it look like, you know, Rachel's not all bad because she's going out and looking for Chloe herself, whereas her friends were like, I'm sure she'll turn up. So then why have her be racist to Sam earlier in the movie? Oh, boy. Yeah, I forgot about that scene. Oh, jeez, yeah. I did <laughs> have... experience is a microaggression. <laughs> it's just, like, you know, maybe, I mean, dismiss him, sure, I guess, because we were going to have classism in a movie that involved rich people. But why just have her straight up be racist if you're going to later on be like, no, see, she's not all bad. Yeah. She learns to not be racist. There we go. Just like Chloe. She learned that Obama was going to... <laughs> yeah! She learned that Obama was going to win the election, and she realized racism was over, so she had to stop. It's <laughs> true. Oh, so is this is this where we cut back to um, the dog fighting ring? Yeah, so... They're, they're taking Chloe in. Now, this, this is the part where I was like, oh, this is really fucked up. Why are we doing this? Because, first of all, this dog fighting ring, very mm-hmm. elaborate. Yeah. Yeah, I got I got to assume real dog fighting is no, theatrical because holy like shit. Th- like three tiers of uh like audience railings where you can stand. It, it's fucking lucha <laughs> underground. It is. It's lucha underground. I know. <laughs> yeah, uh then mm-hmm. um we uh so so they they put Chloe in, which is All right, so here's the situation as I understand it. Everyone in this room, in this very fancy dogfighting ring, definitely paid to see a chihuahua get murdered. Because that's what's happening here. Because, yeah. Yeah, they put her up against El Diablo, who is a Doberman. She's gonna get her entire Yeah, ass. Doberman yeah. voiced by Edward James Olmos. Okay. Uh, let's see, what else? Oh, yeah. It's also established that if Chloe is like a rich dog and this is this is like obvious because she's got this like uh diamond collar, they'll probably ransom her off. Uh I can't I guess the guy didn't notice. Um because he was just gonna have her killed. Yeah. Then he noticed later and was like, ah oh, shit. The dog is worse than Yeah. That. Yeah. Uh Let's see what happens next. 
yeah, we get this whole... Uh, Delgado breaks out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Delgado breaks them all out. Uh, Chloe loses two of her booties while escaping. Uh, and her dress, which is... Yeah. Chanel fashion. Yeah. Yeah, that was how the guy... Yeah, that was how the guy noticed, was El Diablo, like, rips off her little doggy dress, and, like, I guess somehow the collar had slipped under it, and the guy didn't realize that she had a diamond collar Which, Even now. if you didn't notice that, the fact that this dog is dressed in, like, fine fashion should let you know, hey, this dog is probably, like, really fancy and maybe worth something. Yeah. Yeah. But they also do make the actor playing Vasquez shout, get that, er, wait, hang on, shout, <laughs> I want that chihuahua <laughs> twice. Um, yeah, so Delgado breaks everyone out. And for most of this movie, I was like, damn, Delgado is the best character in this movie. He's great. Yeah. And then at a certain point, that became not the case. But we'll talk about that when we get there. Yeah. Uh, Why they do this? Why they gotta do that to me? So. Yeah. Uh, so, let's see. Uh, at some, there's this brief diversion where, like, they are able to, like, avoid, uh, they're able to, like, get away thanks to a crowd of people parading. Because apparently, it's Dia de los Muertos. Uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm just tickled pink by the idea that it is... This is the only time this ever comes up. And yeah, it does not factor into the rest of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's just set dressing. Um like, and then that, that is when like even when they were in Beverly Hills, they weren't talking about, oh, it's almost Halloween or Yeah, anything. wait, hang on. So they So that this makes things even weirder. So Rachel and her friends decide to go to Mexico on a whim in the autumn? Uh I mean and People like going to Florida in the winter. Yeah, so. but like they aren't going there specifically for, like, yeah, due to yeah, they. Because you'd think yeah. if that's going on, they would be like, ah, damn, there's there's like really cool Dia los Muertos parties, you know, down there. We should head, we should head over to one. No, they just wanted to go. They just wanted to go to a club, uh, <laughs> a kind of yeah. shitty club, if I'm being honest. Now, it's like a, it's like an outdoor club with one bar. On a beach. <laughs> now I will grant it was 2008. I was still in high school, was not paying attention to things very much yet. Maybe they moved Dia de los Muertos up that year. I mean, sure. <laughs> Maybe they had it in the summer that year. Sure. We're gonna okay. Have, they just everyone decided let's have it in the summer this time. <laughs> Why can't we do All that right. with Halloween? I was like, let's have Halloween in February. I I mean, like I said, it probably isn't too much of a factor that it takes place in November because this movie takes place in Los Angeles and Mexico, both of which are sure. warm year-round. That, that does remind me of that one Gravity Falls episode, Summerween, that they made just because they wanted to make a Halloween episode, but the yeah. conceit of Gravity Falls is that it takes place over the summer, so they just had to make up a Halloween in the summer for them to do. Yeah. Oh man, I gotta rewatch Gravity Falls. That's a good show. Um, let's see, where was I? Uh, so found my notes. Found my notes. Uh, 
Uh, Rachel, like, talks with a police chief, I think, or not police chief, a detective. Uh, I think his name is Detective Mendoza. He shows up a couple times. I think it's, it's throughout Detective the movie. Ramirez. Ramirez, sorry. Same guy. I got, same, yeah. Same, same deal. Yeah, Detective Ramirez. Uh, at, there is a bit where she gets a call from oh. Aunt Viv and... She has to pretend oh to be a God. dog. <laughs> this scene was... Which, notably, she doesn't, like, go into no. a bathroom or outside or anything, so she's doing this, like, by all of the cop, or all of the desk job cops, and they're just fucking staring at this white chick just standing there going... Yeah. I mean, she's pretty good at making chihuahua noises, I guess. Um, She could yeah. like, get into... D. Bradley Baker's line of work just voice every animal in a cartoon. Hmm. Ah. Yeah. Uh, honestly, she does do pretty good dog barks. I wonder if those were ADR Dan or if that was actually the actress's, like, dog barks. I like to think they were the actress. really good at it. That's how she got cast. Like, Alright, I need you to Im- imitate the bark of a chihuahua. That's That was the only thing on the audition. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, Chloe and gets the idea that maybe if they go to the Chloe and Delgado get the idea that maybe if they go to the Carthay, where Chloe's preferred uh, guest, they'll be able to tr- track her down better. Well, before that, we have an entire montage where because oh. Delgado leaves first. Um. He's like, this is every dog for himself on these streets. And then we get a montage of Chloe having a terrible night and, like, getting a tiny cup of water from a family and, you know, eating, trying to eat a churro on the ground uh, set to, I don't, I don't even know what song it is, but it is just, an ex- once again, very on the nose song. Sad. Yeah, just a yeah. sad ass song. Wait, was that? Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Uh, they they split up a couple times. This, so I kind of forget what happened in each yeah. split up. But yeah, uh, so I think it's this time when they come back to each other. Like Delgado hears from across the entire town or city, I guess, that Vasquez has let El Diablo loose to find to track yeah, them. Yeah, so. <laughs> So he shoves Chloe yeah, in a puddle. So puddle's. El Diablo, um, he, they give him a GPS collar, and they give him the scent off the dress and says, all right, go find her. Um, you know, just let him loose across across the city. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is where Chloe goes into the hotel, and then, now she sees how the other half lives. Yeah. Before that, though, she does decide to remind us that classism exists by... By telling Delgado, okay, I'm going to go in here, but maybe you should stay outside because they're really particular about the dogs that they let in. They, there are no poor dogs allowed in the Carthay. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's bad for Chloe because she looks like a poor dog right now. She got kicked into the mud and lost all of her uh, I did get it backwards. That, that all of that montage happens afterwards because there's an extremely stupid conceit to split them up. Yeah. So 
Delgado is waiting outside. Oh yeah, the, the hotel. It's like, damn, he's taking a long time. So he goes to, to look into the into the restaurant window and sees another Chihuahua, another white Chihuahua sitting there, wrapped in a towel, getting waited upon. He's like, ah, well, I should have known better. Um, <laughs> he walks away, and when the Chihuahua turns around, it's obviously not Chloe. It has a big like blacks. Got like a big yeah. So it's like <laughs> you could have just. Oh, it's so annoying. I hate when movies <laughs> do this shit. Mm-hmm. And that's when we get the very sad montage in the floor, Churro. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that at, around this... Is it the next day? I can't remember. Yeah, it's the next day. Uh, yeah, Chloe runs into some rude stray dogs. She attempts to, like, scare them off. It it seems to work, but it's actually because behind her is El Diablo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh wait, notably before before this part, we do skip back over to Beverly Hills for a minute because it's Sebastian's oh, birthday. Yeah. God. It's, right. <laughs> this is the most eat the rich birthday party I've ever seen for dogs. Like, I swear to God, he's got a cupcake cake in the shape of a dog peeing on a fire hydrant. It's a bounce house. For dogs, where yeah, the dog, the dogs that are in it are like very obviously on wires that <laughs> yeah, have been edited like, out. Like, oh man, <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of moments where like, eh, how well were these dog actors treated? It's hard to tell with Chloe because that's just how Chihuahuas are. They're always shaking all the time. Um, but I don't know. They definitely <laughs> put came, shoved that dog into a puddle. Uh, of like uh, this poor dog actor. But yeah, this, this is. I do like the big Saint Bernard that uh, licks Sebastian. I love I love yeah. a good Saint Bernard. Yeah, that that guy's pretty alright. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the scene ends with like the three of uh Sebastian, Bimini, and Delta basically being like, Hey, you think Chloe's alright since she's not here? And Sebastian's like, please, I bet she's on vacation somewhere. She's probably right now sitting under a under a palm tree, getting waited on by some hunky husky, and it, like, skips over to her, sleeping yeah. under a bench. So, I think there's also a scene in there where Sam comes inside and sees one of Rachel's friends, like, getting a framed photo yes. of Chloe out, and this is where he learns uh, that she's missing, and this is also where Poppy learns that she's missing uh, with his uh, extremely good scent, because he knows all the scents of Chloe around her old. Okay. Listen, he thinks a lot about smelling Chloe, so he know he knows when she's been here and when she hasn't. <laughs> so yeah, uh, back to where we were before. Uh, Diablo is in, has come across Chloe, and uh, Delgado rescues Chloe. They uh, run through a museum that's in a park. I think these are all real places in Mexico City. I don't know for sure, but I think they are. Yeah, I think so. Um, okay. Museum. They, they just cause chaos. Uh, you know De- you know Diablo is evil. Yeah. Because Delgado and Chloe avoid knocking over any of the artifacts. But Delgado just smashes all of them. Yeah. No respect for history. Diablo said, "Let the path die." <laughs> you have to. <laughs> Adam Driver in a talking dog movie. 
Oh, see, that's what we need. Is it? What we need? <sighs> I will say yes. Uh, <laughs> hmm. uh, Much to think about. Uh, Chloe and I'll end. Right? Chloe and Delgado avoid a security guard by, like, hopping up on one of the, um, like, displays. Almost a diorama, but those are always metal. On one of, like, the displays and pretending that they're part of it. Delgado says they're they're gonna go to uh, Puerto Vallarta because he knows someone who can help them out. Uh, this is where... The worst character in the movie. Uh, um, not the one you. Th- so, there's they're they're by a fountain. Chloe gets all clean, um, and then we pan over and we see uh, the awful CGI Cheech Marin rat and his awful CGI iguana companion. And yeah, which when Chloe comes out of the fountain, they <laughs> yeah. do slow-mo. like it's supposed to be like. If this were a people movie, it'd be one of those those scenes where like the attractive female character is coming out of the pool. Yeah, definitely. Lot, I was like, watching. I was like, "Is this?" It's just. A, it's is that what they're doing for? Yeah. So the awful little Chishmarinra. His name is Manuel. Uh, he's full CG. I hate looking at him. Um, he, him and his iguana <laughs> friend have a vor scam that they run. Yeah. There's no that other way to good, describe it. That's the best way to describe it. Um, uh, yeah, appa- I didn't find out until the end. The iguana's name is Chico. Uh, so all right. I literally did not know until like the last scene in the movie. Uh, but Same, like I didn't either. I was calling him Iggy in my head. Their uh, their scam is uh, is that Manuel. Hops into uh, Chico's mouth, begs to be rescued. Uh, Chico spits him out, and like Manuel is able to manipulate uh, the whoever by by pretending they've saved their life. By the way, Manuel has a line when they're when they're doing the ruse. He says, "Keep that tongue to yourself." Just Mm. moving on from that. Thank you, Manuel. See, I was more focused on Chloe saying it's like it's yeah, just like Animal Planet. Scene, oh yeah, this whole scene's really <laughs> weird. So she walks up. She's like, "It's just like Animal Planet." Then when she's trying to like make Chico spit him out, she says, "She says the line regurgitate that <laughs> rat." Yeah. So the implication of this is that Chloe, you know, just watches Animal Planet. Like I guess she just likes to watch it. The brutality of the natural I so. world. I mean, why not? Uh, there are other. There's animals on the TV. Maybe sometimes there's dogs. There you go. She seems like a pretty, uh, fairly narcissistic. So you definitely like to look at some dogs. Yeah. So Manuel is. I don't remember exactly how he does it, but like he basically uh, is able to uh, trick Chloe into giving up her collar. Oh, he um. Says that he is a porter on a fancy cruise ship, and that he can take her caller to someone else to see uh, if they can like help find her owner or like help alert her owner. Yeah, and she, uh, being rich and stupid, 
falls for this scam hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. She leaves to wait over by the port. <sighs> uh, meanwhile, Delgado talks with... I don't know if these are military dogs or cop dogs. They're cop dogs. They're like, it's like the cop dog training here. This yeah, is where we dogs. learn... Well, not really, but this is where we start to get the inclination that Delgado used to be a cop. And this is where he goes starts to shoot down in my character rankings. Yeah. No, I liked him so much He's before. So cool. This moment. He was my favorite character. And I was like, ah, man. Yeah. Now what are we left with? Now who can be our favorite character? Fucking the evil Poppy? CGI, like the horrible CGI rat. Delgado, <laughs> <laughs> oh we believed yeah. in you. He talks with uh, Tomas. Uh. They tell her to get her to call her tag. Uh, then Delgado and Chloe meet back up, and they find out Chloe was conned. Uh, like, part of this, the reason this is so obvious is that iguanas are herbivores. They call them vegetarians, but they're herbivores. Yeah. You'd think. Which I love, I love his voice when he says it. He's so mad. So pissed that he left Chloe alone for five minutes and got she got scanned by a fucking rat and an iguana. Which, you know, she watches Animal Planet. She should know that iguanas are herbivores. But I guess she didn't watch any of the iguana related programs. (laughs) Yeah. I guess not. Uh she's all about that puppy bowl. Um Oh, I mean so am I. Which I mean in fairness, yeah. Kitty Cat halftime show. El Diablo is able to run run into uh, Manuel and Chico, uh, presumably just because they have the collar. I think it's because they have the collar. And I don't... Okay, okay. Yeah. uh, And El Diablo is able to intimidate them into uh, giving up Chloe's location. Uh... Then El Diablo leaves, uh, and we see Chloe and Delgado at a train yard. Uh, that goddamn rat. I'm so yeah. tired of this rat. No, he would have caught. He would have caught like a. Computer I wonder. How, see, I got a question about Manuel. <laughs> what the fuck does he want to do with these diamonds? He's a rat. What is I his don't plan? Know. If there was a line about, I got a magpie I can sell this to, I would have bought it. But, like, there's no indication of how he can benefit from having these. Yeah. Yeah, it's nothing. He just likes to he have He just them. thinks it's neat. <laughs> so, it, it is definitely worth risking life and limb for these diamonds he can't do anything with. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's the Delgado. Yeah. Chloe go to a train yard. He knows a smuggler here who is a coyote who can get uncollared dogs across the border. Yeah, he he mentions that he's going to pass her off to a coyote, and in my head I'm like, I swear to God, if it turns out to be a literal coyote, and then the train pulls up and a literal coyote sticks its Any head out. train coyotes? Is this a trained coyote? Arr. Or is this like a... Or is this, I guess so. I, is this, like... this coyote is self-taught. <laughs> Coyote went to Juilliard. (laughs) Finest coyote actor of his generation. Oh, God. Yeah, I couldn't tell if it was a real coyote if it was, like, put in there. I think it was real. Yeah. 
All right. I don't know, but yeah, the train. The uh, Delgado puts Chloe on the train with the coyote and assumedly other animals, and then it leaves. And that's when, because like the the whole framing of this scene is that it's supposed to be sad, and this is where like the real dog actor hit me the hardest because Delgado's dog is just sit, just sitting there. I'm happy yeah, to be hanging out. Like it's it's you're dealing with talking dog movies. It's hard to get those real dog actors to give you the uh, emotion you want. And I mean, to be honest, Delgado's dog actor was probably the best one, either that or Chloe's. Um, but like, yeah, so he's, he's got the whole thing like, where he's like, I got this is the end of line kid. I gotta go. Um, and she's like, oh, Delgado, no. And he's like, I can't look back. Don't look back. But then he does, and he. He jumps onto the train in an action sequence that kills, you know, two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, somewhere along... It's basically, he runs up and decides to jump on the train. In the process of trying to help him by tugging on his ear, Chloe almost falls to her death. (laughs) It's a lot, like, it's so high stakes all of a sudden. And then it's like, the point of me that just have him get up on the train yeah uh, oh no i don't know but we switch back over to sam and rachel and poppy sam and rachel are sitting down trying to figure out okay what's our next move because at this point they've found i think two of the booties i know they found at least one yeah and poppy spots a couple of dogs off to the side hanging out and decides he's gonna go ask them what well, no no he doesn't spot them but he he smells Chloe's perfume. Fuck, that's yeah. right. Okay, he's got a one track mind. Yeah, he's. And he goes over there and says, "Hey, how do you?" Yeah, because he goes up to them. How did you get that scent and on one you? One of them was like, "Well, I'm in a sewer pipe right now, dude." Uh, so that's probably is like, no, 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 no. You got perfume. <laughs> um, yeah. So he he's like, "All right, well, I'll bring you two over here, and we can talk about you know." Well, you've learned. I'll make you a deal. We'll get you a bath and stuff, and then we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. And Rachel does not like the idea of him bringing these two stray dogs yeah. over. This is where she learns that classism is bad. Yeah. Uh, Dog-related yeah. classism. Yeah, because it's, it's like the first two minutes of this scene, she hates them, and then she's, like, there's a snap, and she's totally fine with them, and she's That's their best friend. Yeah. dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just gonna say Dan of Steel was hanging out somewhere and got the lovers to remove her classism notes. Sure. Uh, Sam uh, is like tells Rachel about how Poppy was a stray, and she realized strays are good actually. Uh, they, yeah, yeah, that's what it was. He's like Poppy was a stray. <gasps> oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, they go to a hotel and bathe the dogs. Uh, their names are Rafa and Grunts. Uh, Rafa is a white and brown dog. Grunts is a brown is just brown. I don't know dog breeds. Which again, they're like I did not yeah. know their names until like, I only very... found out at halfway through because because like the subtitles call them at that at one point. Yeah, so like yeah, they they have a okay. Sam and, and Rachel have a fun bonding experience where they they bathe the dogs and it's hijinks. Rachel falls into the tub. Sam falls over off screen. There's like a crash noise, and she laughs. Oh, I thought he fell in the tub too. Okay. Um, and then uh, you know they're like Rachel's like, oh well, you know, actually they, the dogs can stay in here tonight. I like them now. Yeah. 
She's changing. Uh, she's learning. She's growing. Yeah. Just like Chloe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Chloe is riding on the train, and they play this song. I don't know the name. It's like, I, there's a whole thing about I Can Be Your Hero. Yeah, it's, it is Gabriel Iglesias' yes. I yes. Can Be Your Hero. Yes. Another. You're right. Why did I say Enrique Another Iglesias? hilarious um, fucking. Oh, no, that's not Gabriel Iglesias. I that's, almost that's, 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 died. That's the community. There, no, it's another Iglesias. What the fuck is his name? And it's not him, it's his dad. No, it is him. Oh my god, there's too many. Hang on. Hang on, I have this my song on my is phone. Going is shifting into overdrive. What the fuck is his name? Enrique, it is Enrique Iglesias. That's right. So it's his song, and it's just... The musical cues, they're just too good. <laughs> yeah, it... Because this the scene shifts, it starts with, like, I think Poppy's staring out the window, like, I'll find you, my love. And, like, that's when the song starts playing, and I about lost yeah. my mind. Now, did we move past the... I think we moved past the part where Lowrider plays. Did we move past that, or is that in the future? I think that's in the... I don't remember where I know where it comes in. in. Uh, I don't think it's shown up yet. I yeah. think... Talk yeah. about a musical cue that makes me lose my shit. That yeah. Fuck. Yeah. But yeah, uh, the, we're in the train car, and uh, Chloe is talking to, like, some young puppy who's 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 in the who's asking her about all all this stuff. Like, why do you wear shoes? And so I, uh, my feet don't get dirty. Wow, Beverly Hills must be a dirty place. And it makes Chloe Chloe rethink her worldview, talking to this disadvantaged yeah. youth, <laughs> this innocent little puppy. <laughs> yeah, because she's like, no, it's actually one of the cleanest places I know. And he's like, well, if it's so clean, why do you wear booties? And she's like, you Damn. know. I didn't think of it that way. <laughs> like rips the booty off and tosses it off the. This train. is also her last booty. I, yes. I feel like her losing the booties is supposed to represent her shift into class consciousness. Yeah, I think so. I think the, the more booty she loses, the more woke she becomes. There we go. Um... I can solve this movie. <laughs> solve it with math. <laughs> is, this where, is this where they randomly decide to jump off the train or delgado does not quite because first we have a scene of first we have a scene of el diablo at an empty ass train yard and somehow he just knows they got on the train and he hops on a different he, train that for all he knows could be going evil, somewhere else so he knows he read the script <laughs> i guess you're basically <laughs> Um, no, okay, no, oh, that's right. Looking at my notes, also before the before they leave the train, it switches over to like a little shop that at first you don't think the scene is going to go anywhere, but it comes back uh, later. Uh, Manuel, Manuel and Chico are like sneaking around in like the rafters of a shop and fall no, down. No, 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 no. Somehow or another no, they get worse. into a pinata. Um, yeah. So the, the, earlier they mentioned they want to go get some candy after they meet Diablo. Um and then it cuts That's over to okay. them inside a piñata, mm-hmm. and then they fall. They fall That's out the bottom. Okay. They started the scene, and of course, when a rat and an iguana fall out of the bottom of a piñata you're looking to buy, you don't want to buy the piñata anymore. Everyone freaks out, and we get an extended <laughs> sequence of the shopkeeper trying to murder an iguana with a broom. Yeah, this isn't. No, they get they get the piñata. 
No, I'm sorry. No, this is, like I said, this is one of those bits where I was like, this would have been better if it was an animation. Yeah. But it's not. Like, uh, yeah. Manuel's whole thing would have worked better if it was a, if this was an animation. Because, when alright, when you have yeah. a movie mostly made up of live-action dog actors with, like, some CG replacement stuff, when you have a full C- two full CG characters doing hijinks, it just looks really jarring. Especially, Manuel is so expressive because he's a CG rat, and it really, you know, draws the the attention to you know the limitations of working with a dog actor. It it's not great. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Somewhere in there, they get the pinata back on top yes. of them, though, and they're running around, and this little kid is shouting, "It's alive!" <laughs> <laughs> this poor kid is gonna have nightmares. Fucking tonight. like mariachi music playing in the background or something. Yeah, yeah. Probably. I don't know. I think so. Yeah. Um. Eventually, they get away, but they leave the diamond collar behind. Uh, the shopkeep's like, "Oh my god, I'm rich!" But apparently, he tries to return it anyways. Stand up guy, I guess. I guess. Um, yeah, I guess. I'm gonna assume that his wife was somewhere nearby and was like no don't keep it turn that personally, in i would have definitely uh sold it for a lot of money but you know what yeah i mean i probably would have too real yeah, talk so like <laughs> yes yeah, so this no it's i know what it i know what it is he also read the pearl in seventh grade mm, he knows He's like this this is a symbol of greed and i can't i can't uh hold on to it so yeah that's when that's when rachel and sam show up it's like holy shit where'd you get this collar um Yada yada yada. They they learn. How do they learn that? Oh yeah, Ramirez tells them that they spotted a white chihuahua and a German shepherd in like a train yard. Someone. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. But yeah, then it switches back over to well, the train. Well, before that, like, what's the? Someone's been keeping a lookout. Grunts, oh, okay. right? The brown one. Uh yeah, Grunts gets. Oh, right. Like, gets adopted by the shopkeep. Uh, the shopkeep's hesitant, but. By the end of the scene, he seems to have fully gotten into it. Uh-huh. He's baby talking yeah. the dog. He's like, he loves his dog already. <laughs> he is, he's sitting there, you're so pretty. And to be fair, you know what? Those dogs look very lovable. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, so like the scene ends with like the main group like breaking off and Grunt's like sitting there calling after... Oh, what was the other dog's name? Uh, the other dog's name was uh, Rafa. Rafa. Like, calling after Rafa, like, basically just, I'll miss you, I have a home now, look, I've got a home, and he's like, yeah, it's so, or, way to go, man. <laughs> I care more about these two idiot dogs than anybody else yeah, in the yeah. movie. for sure. Yeah. Uh, Alright, so yeah, this is the, what, how do, does someone come into the compartment and discover them, and that's why Delgado goes fucking sicko mode and, and causes a distraction? Yeah. Yeah, like, someone's been keeping an eye out, and they notice that, I guess, either the conductor or one of the porters is coming through, like, doing a check. And so, everyone hides, but Chloe doesn't know what's happening, so she and Delgado don't hide. Yeah. Oh, uh, there's also a very, I can't remember, no, wait, this happens later, later. Um, so yeah, they, they, in order to, like, they have to, like, escape, uh, 
They are like, Delgado jumps out of the train. Chloe decides to follow after him because she's his friend. Uh, Yeah, she literally, like, sees him on the side of the road and just shouts, Delgado! And, like, tackles his ass from the train. Um, Uh, So now they're they're in the desert. Delgado walks. Um, They are are walking around in the desert. This is where we learn about Delgado's backstory. Yeah. And the fact that he, like, can't but it's smell. not for like now, any. Yeah, it's not a physical <laughs> yeah. thing. I yeah. mean, it it's like a trauma thing. Yeah, it, yeah. Because of a traumatic event, he can't smell because, and he says the doctors say it's all on his head. Which I don't think that. I don't know that. I'm not. Sure, I'm not sure this all checks out. Beverly Hills Chihuahua. I mean, I know you can lose like eyesight from traumatic events. But since I only know this because of Yakuza Zero, I do not know if you can lose your sense of smell, and I, and I especially do not know if a dog can lose their sense yeah. of smell from so, trauma. Delgado. Well, if that his story, if that um, um, nah, I forgot the I forgot the guy's name. Shit, who was it that did Ring of Fire? Yeah. Johnny Cash. If that Johnny Cash parody movie is it. Is there anything to go by? A traumatic event can make you go scent blind, so. So this is where we learn about Delgado's <laughs> tragic backstory. So yeah, he used to be a cop, um, and he was on the beat uh, for Vasquez, the villain of the movie, um, trying to shut down his dogfighting ring. Some shit happened, uh, his partner got super injured, and he lost his sense of smell and, and left the force. because you know, they, couldn't, they, they couldn't keep on a dog who can't smell. Yeah. Yeah, no, he says his partner was never the same after that, and, like, the way the scene is framed, it looks like his partner definitely yeah. died, right? I feel like maybe that was in an earlier draft of the script, and they are like, no, 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 we can't have this guy die in the Beverly Hills Chihuahua movie. Just say he was never the same. Which, yeah. I don't know, you had a dogfighting ring in the I movie. Mean, I feel like you can, you can go there. Well, I guess in fairness, being dead is never being the same yeah. again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he was never the same again. He was he dead. Was dead. <laughs> <laughs> they put him in the ground for some reason. I don't really know what yeah. was happening. Uh, uh, so after he finishes explaining this backstory, they get attacked by mountain lions. And listen, I've read where the red fern grows. I know what happens when dogs fight mountain lions. It's not good. But that's not how this goes this time. Because yeah. <laughs> how awkward for Chloe would it yeah, have been though? Because um there, there's a storm on the horizon and rumbling and, and it stops right next to them and it's uh an army of Chihuahuas. Yeah, yeah. An army of Chihuahuas, dude. Uh yeah. Uh they they are they scare off the mountain lions, uh, and then <laughs> one of the mountain lions does that thing like whenever you see videos of someone putting a pickle next yeah, to a cat. Yeah, like he like jumps up really Just high ram! because of the powerful barking that the chihuahuas can use. Yes, uh, like the thing is the way this is set up. At first, I thought it was going to be like a sandstorm. But then it's just a massive chihuahua. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's also what I thought. It's like, oh, they're going to be saved by the sandstorm. But no. No, we're just about to go into fucking crazy town here. Because. Oh. They. They they follow the Chihuahuas to the ancient Aztec city of Chihuahua. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they've just completely taken over like some like these Aztec ruins. Oh, and their leader's name is Montezuma, uh, which which feels not okay. Montezuma, you can call him Monty. Um. There. Yeah. This is the ancestral home of the Chihuahua race. That is what they say. Yeah, that is what it's. While we're introduced to it, it plays the song "Chihuahua" by Luis Oliveira and his bandola. Hit. Let me read this right. Luis Oliveira and his bando bandadula. I don't know how to pronounce that. Boys. Yeah. Yeah, this is the song I remembered from the from cool. the teaser trailer because. It was just all of them, like, running around the ruins while this played. And whenever it hit the Chihuahua part, they'd all, like, hop up and shot Chihuahua with it. For what, so. it's, for what it's worth, I'm looking at this guy's Wikipedia page. And he did do a... He apparently did do a bunch of music for, for older Disney films. Uh, huh. Specifically, he was in Saludos Amigos and the Three Caballeros. Ah! Uh, oh, huh. Uh... He was also Portuguese Captain Hook. Huh. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, that's a kind of interesting career. Yeah. So yeah, that's neat. They're in the the Aztec ruins, um, and Montezuma is going on this whole speech. All of the all of the Chihuahuas are chanting "No Mas." Yeah. Because they. Yeah, it's starting to feel like some yeah. Culture, they're they're honest. like we have we have been disrespected. We have been treated like toys, shoved into handbags, given names like Fifi and Pookie, but we are mighty. We are small but mighty, and we have the, the great bark within us, and you have to find your bark. It's a lot. Like, Chloe even asks, like, oh, what is it? Like, you can, can you even find your bark if you're just a Beverly uh-huh. Hills Chihuahua? We're saying it a lot. It's yeah. all over the place. I'm always saying this. <laughs> but yeah, he tells her your bark will come to you when you need it most. So we all, so now we know what the climax of this movie uh-huh. is going to be like. So yeah, he's like, you can stay here with us if you want. And Chloe's like, no, I, I have a home somewhere else. Um, and they go. She and I'll got to leave. Uh, so this is where, at some point, Rafa also gets adopted. But I don't remember where that is. Yeah, Rafa... Oh, like, along the way, like, first off, uh, the Chihuahua drop off Chloe and Delgado at this, uh, what is it? Like, some sort of tourist attraction or research ecology station. I don't know what it is. Uh, but there's people there and, uh, missing dog posters. Uh, and then we find out uh officer ramirez uh and uh uh and for it they learned that they learned that chloe's there so they're going there uh sam and rachel also give uh rafa away to this uh old lady who used to have a dog like that uh uh and that her husband her late husband liked as well uh 
But let's cut to the chase. Everyone's getting together for the big finale in this ecology station that's next to some Aztec ruins. Oh, somewhere along the way, Delgado does teach Chloe a little bit of Spanish. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is where he, this is where like, she learns what Mikorazon means, right? Oh my god, yeah, Matizuma yeah. teaches her it, and she's like, it means my love. Which you... <laughs> and, the, and, like, she starts getting all wistful talking about yeah. Luffy. I don't understand the romantic arc of this movie, I just don't. So she didn't know I, that it, he was in love with her? Yeah, they make it seem like if she had just realized that she just didn't realize he was in love with her, and like that was all she needed was to just know that's what he was saying. <laughs> yeah. Listen, context clues. I don't. They exist. Use them. Oh fuck! Did we ever go over the part where they do use Lowrider, which is uh. to us? So while uh, at some point, like Sam and Chloe and Poppy are heading off somewhere. And while well, they're heading to the ecology station, and uh, Manuel and Chico sneak sneak on because they realize because they want to steal back that uh that collar. Uh, and, yeah, why, why, Manuel? Why do you? And need while this? they're discussing this, it's playing Lowrider. The of course very famous theme to the George Lopez show, which you might remember from waking up at three a.m. playing out of your TV. <laughs> Turning it off very groggily and going back to bed. That's my that's my ballad of the George Lopez show at least. <laughs> See, we actually my mom and my brother and I we actually watched it for a little while. I do not remember anything from it. There's I take it back. There's one thing I remember is I don't remember the framing of it. Is uh, the son at one point in the show talking about um, their cousin being hot and George. Lo- George walking by, slapping him on the head, and saying, "Don't hit on family. That's just late." Huh? What? Excuse me? Huh? Yeah, I don't remember anything else about oh. the show except for that isolated. Thing I can happened. see why you would remember that. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Oh, I take it back. I think the mom from the show was also in Switched at Birth. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. She was. She was in something else that I had seen. It was either she's the mom in George Lopez or she was Carla from Scrubs. And I don't remember which because I haven't seen any of those three shows. Right. Ever. Okay. Uh, so. Why, why are the, the, why is the rat still here? What is the point of him? I, he, he like. I don't know. They keep wanting him to yeah, be in this movie. Cheech Marin is like, well, he's funny. He's been in a lot of Disney movies before. So we got to put him in here. Despite the fact that clearly he serves no purpose any longer, um, like even even half of every scene that he's in is telling us that he shouldn't be here because Chico just wants yeah. to go. Home. Yeah. What? So Poppy catches them trying to steal it. Yeah. They have a confrontation. I don't remember if it. All right. Oh my yeah. god! I just remembered something that happened some point before this, where uh, El Diablo is tracking them. Just by running across the train tracks. Yes. Yeah. He, he's yeah. a fucking Terminator. <laughs> like he is. He is. Yeah. He is a killing machine. But yeah, the, this is yeah. So that that transitions us pretty cleanly to 
where where so so Sam and Rachel know where Chloe is. They get the call. They're heading over to the station. Um, a ranger is is taking Chloe out for a walk. So yeah. Why don't you go pee? And, and he's Chloe's like looks at him, and the ranger's like, "Oh, of course. Let me look away from you." Yeah, he's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." Um, and this <laughs> this is when El Diablo just fucking snatches her off the end of the leash and runs away. Like a thief yeah. in the night. Like, what the e- fuck? I don't even I don't even think that we see him in the scene no. itself. I think we just like see bushes wrestling and then she's fucking yeah. gone. Like the raptors from Jurassic like, Park. There's several scenes where Diablo disappears extremely quickly. Like there might as well be an El Diablo shape puff of smoke afterwards <laughs> like yeah it does the same thing with the train uh, with the shot of him running on the train tracks because that starts with like some i've seen this shot with humans and it always makes a little more sense of like the camera will be positioned under their car so you see their feet like hitting the ground but dogs have four legs and you still only saw two of, Dia- of el diablo's paws so <laughs> just slam suddenly onto the ground coming in captured right as uh sam rachel and poppy arrive but uh vasquez is there already mm-hmm. and is this, why did they decide to go so uh, a lot of shit happens from here, oh here yeah on. yeah let me delgado i think was sitting inside and like saw yes. it happen or something or like hears about it no, he, he was sitting inside and the rager comes in and says uh hey something took this dog and i didn't see it yeah. I don't know what happened. Yeah, uh uh as they're like chasing them down, uh Chloe falls into some ruins. Vasquez is able to follow after with El Diablo. Uh Oh right, that's uh, right, I forgot. Okay. We missed something here. So Poppy is is hanging out in the car and he sees the van. And he says, I recognize that gringo, which does he? Well Has he yeah. encountered that goon at all? I Genuinely can't recall. I don't know. For somehow, but also doesn't Gringo mean? Yeah, Gary? I assume well, he means like the white guy who's yeah, the Vasquez guy. is like Blackie Rafferty. Okay, because for like a because when it first happened, I thought he was talking about no. Vasquez, and I was like, no, he's talking about he's talking about that white guy. So Bobby. he knows that that's the bad guy's van, and he sneaks into it. Um, and th- when when Rafferty goes to open the back. Poppy leaps out of it and latches onto his face like a face hugger. Yeah, just bites his bites yeah. his nose off pretty much. Um, um, this is when Chloe falls into the ruins in the struggle, which, like, I think I missed a very important transition somewhere. Is this the same set of ruins where the army of Chihuahuas was No, this was is living? a different, distinct set. Oh, of okay. Aztec ruins. Okay, because I was sitting here this entire time thinking that they were living in a set of ruins that was just outside of yeah, town. Yeah, no, that was they. These ruins are just like random ruins. It's like a like a fucking uncharted set piece. Yeah, um, <laughs> and they have Chloe in a cage, and they're fine. They're trying to find who the fuck are they trying to find? Delgado. I think so. Um, yeah. So. Uh, let's see. Or no, no, no. I know they at have... some point. Oh yeah, Delgado some... regains his sense of smell at the last second, and yeah, because Manuel and Chico are talking shit. Yeah, yeah. 
the, they they annoy him into regaining his senses. And I think they have they have Poppy in the cage. Yeah, yeah, they have Poppy in the cage, and he's trying to tough talk El yeah. Diablo. Like, yeah, you're lucky I'm in this cage. Like, my man, you're like two and a yeah. half pounds. So this is this is when Delgado is in there. He he fucking body checks Rafferty, the white guy, um, and then he then. I don't think German Shepherds can do this. Now, I'm not an expert on dogs, but I feel like German Shepherds can't imitate oh, oh. the bark of a Chihuahua. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he really, he like, pokes his head out from around a corner and like imitates Chloe's little yips. Yeah. To get people's attention and lead them away so that he can... It's, I didn't even, it's wild. It's, yeah. So, yeah, Chloe takes the opportunity to uh, release Chico from his cage. Or Poppy. Yeah, Poppy. Um, And Diablo is looking in a hole for some reason. I don't know what he was so interested in with that hole, but all hell breaks loose. Like, Vasquez is trying to grab Chloe. El Diablo is trying to grab, um. Delgado? Yeah, yeah. No, he's trying to grab Poppy. Yeah, he's trying to grab Poppy. He's also to... trying to grab Poppy. Mm-hmm. Honestly, he's just trying to yeah, murder. Yeah, he's just trying to kill. It's, it's, cha- this, the ending to this movie is complete chaos. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of lose track of what happens up until, um. Yeah, Chloe uh, Chloe embraces the no moss mentality and does a big bort. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> fucking bur- bursting Vasquez's she briefly scares El Diablo away. That's when um, Vasquez tries to like run, gets cornered by the cops. That one's down, but the real villain is still here. <laughs> Fucking El Diablo is still here. This is where he and Delgado fight, and this is where Chloe tries to like jump on his on his back and bite him, and she gets fucking yeeted into a statue. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this movie really tries to end by making us think that Chloe died. Yeah. It's wild. And this and after that Delgado, oh, this looked really bad. So he like does a final jump. He lands the final blow to defeat El Diablo. And it the editing of it really really kinda loses all momentum. It the the shot he like jumps and he barks, but it just looks like complete dog shit. Well, I guess in fairness. Yeah. Um, and he's like, he, El, Di- El Diablo is felled. And I was like, I win. You stay there. Um, spoiler, he escapes very quickly. Yeah. That dog is fast for how big he is. Yeah. Yeah. Poppy's just going on about how much he loves and misses Chloe, who he thinks is dead. And like, Chloe's just got, like, one eye open. She wants to listen in on him just yeah. sing praises onto her. Because, yeah, he's going off on this whole thing of, like, the sun will have no warmth, food will have no taste, my tail will have no wag. Yeah, she's fine. Um, <laughs> everything's all good. They they find Chloe and, and, and Poppy, and they all, they all go home. Delgado's like, I, I got it. I got shit to do. I got to track down El Diablo. I'm making my mission. He starts wandering away into the woods. But then uh, Ramirez is like, hey, officer. Want to be a cop? 
<laughs> just pulls out like the the collar too that's got a, a police badge on it like hey going out as a cop again yay hey uh, this is where I was like, I, I I paused it to get up to go something. I was like, what the fuck? There's still 12 minutes left in this movie? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's 100% wrap yeah. up, too. Uh, they go back to Beverly Hills. Uh, Aunt Viv comes back. Chloe reunites with her. Uh, Sam and Rachel get together, and so do Poppy and Chloe. And Aunt Viv is like sniffing Chloe and being like, "Hey, what? What's this? What's this smell? It's it's urban, urban and earth. I like it because yeah, like when they Poppy's so when they get home, <laughs> Poppy calls it Mexico yeah, number Mexico five. Five. When they get home, Rachel is like, "All right, shit, I got I got to wash this dog because um, she's not home yet." And Sam has to distract Viv. Um, he he like chucks the luggage into a bush. Yeah. Um, yeah. At a certain point. And like yeah, so but everything is is back to normal. But you know, Chloe's back to her old life. But she's she's woke now. She's got a sense of adventure. She'll walk over a pond wearing an expensive dress. Yeah. yeah. Uh. And then we get like a bit, a little bit of an epilogue. Uh, Delgado got a medal of honor for catching El Diablo. El Diablo was. After being captured, adopted by a rich fashionista. Which, definitely, that's not what would have happened. I know what would have happened, movie. You can't yeah. fucking... You cannot fucking fool me. Listen. No, he just he has to wear pretty pink dresses now. It's okay. Everyone knows... <laughs> you cannot put a dogfighting ring in your movie, and then... <laughs> that was minute 20. <laughs> It was like the second thing that happened in Mexico. The first thing that the first thing being going to a nightclub. It's so weird that they went so dark so early, and I was like, "Ah, oh, never mind. We're fun hijinks. Let's let's pedal it back. Let's yeah. let's." Uh, Listen, there's one thing cops love doing to dogs, and it's adopting putting... them to a loving family. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh. Rafa becomes a spokesperson for dog toothpaste. Uh, That's right, because there, there is a scene where he, he says, I've never heard my teeth brushed before. It's minty. And then you get the, the dog smile and the gleaming tooth. Yeah. I, that was, it's bad, that to was look at. bad to look at. Uh, Bimini, Sebastian, and Delta get to be on a reality show. Uh, so you think you can prance. Uh, uh. uh Oh my god. Chico and Manuel snuck on board and got to America and are living the high life. Oh, so they can be in the sequel. It, Great. Yeah. It seemed, yeah, it seemed to imply that they live at Vivian's house now. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, and they discovered the most important English word. Bling. Yeah. I hate it. Uh... And also, Chloe and Poppy are dating, and they're probably going to have lots and lots of babies. Which, we should talk about how the the movie proper ends, the sort of fade to black, because it's... God, do we have to? Well, it's... it's we'll, we'll say it's oh, weirdly horny and leave it at that. 
Yeah, she like starts licking him on the ear, which if you've had dogs that get along, they'll just they do yeah. they'll just hang then, out and like one of them will be licking the I'm, other one. Except that the movie firmly establishes that this is making out and I don't yeah. like it. And then the movie ends with a little note at the end saying, Don't adopt pets just because you saw one in this movie. Uh, take serious con- yeah. care and consideration into taking care of your pets. Despite the fact that it happens all the time, people just adopting pets on a whim in this movie. They they saw what happened after people watched Fighting Nemo and they were like, we gotta fucking do something about this. Fuck, man. <laughs> yeah. I remember my local news talking about it and thinking that Grinding Nemo made a good headline. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah. Someone was really proud of that one. Yeah. Because they were like talking about how at the height of the movie they escaped by swimming down a drain. But oh, do you know what would actually happen? It's more like Grinding Nemo. And at the time that came out, even then I was old enough to be like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. Uh, so, what happens? Um. Oh, yeah, that's the end of the movie. Uh... Uh, so, um, I'm just, since this is my last episode, I was, like, personally taking, like, rankings of all of the movies we've watched so far, and while this I wasn't the able- top, right? Yeah. This is number one. <laughs> uh, I got to nine movies. We've watched nine movies, including this one. So, I'm just gonna, like, list them off from worst to best. Uh, number nine. My favorite Martian. I hated it. <laughs> it's the Christopher Lloyd uh, comedy alien movie. Did not like it. Uh, did, did not need to happen. That movie didn't need to be. Number eight, The Million Dollar Duck. Uh, <laughs> just a very bizarre choice of a movie. Um, number seven is Beverly Hills Chihuahua. The reason it's seven and not eight is because I there were moments that got me to kind of feel things, and the Million Dollar Duck made me feel nothing. Oh, the Million Dollar Duck made me feel things, but they weren't good things. Uh, it was mostly confusion. Yeah. Uh, number six, The Haunted Mansion. It's all right. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Be in Curse of the Black Pearl is number five. Uh, it's, I guess it's technically a good movie. I don't particularly care for it, but it's not bad. Do you fake Johnny Depp out of the movie and get one of the billions of fucking Jack Sparrow impersonators in there? Get Ski Ulrich! Oh, shit. That is really good. I was going to say a different cosplayer for each scene, but that works too. That's really good. Ski Ulrich would be a great Jack Sparrow. Yeah, like, Part of Ski Ulrich's early career was doing stuff that you would get Johnny Depp to do. And he uh, probably wouldn't even have uh, lines fed to him through an earpiece. Yeah! Wait, did they do that? Yeah, well? Fantastic the one, No, in the fifth Pirates movie, apparently uh, Johnny Depp was so fucking phoning it in that he was just getting lines fed to him through an earpiece. Yeah. Jeez. I still need to see no. that one. That's the only one I have. No, you don't. We'll have to someday. <laughs> Fair. Uh, number four, Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas. This one is pretty good. It's good. Um, number three, 
Hocus Pocus. This is a fun movie. I don't know if it's necessarily the best movie, but it's a fun one, and that makes me embrace it. Uh, number two, The Great Mouse Detective. It was... Great Mouse Detective is a good movie. It's got... It's probably one of the better movies. Uh, it's a classic. Um, and finally, number one, Atlantis The Lost Empire. Uh, very pretty movie. Uh, I've heard some people complain a bit about it, and it does have some white savior issues, but overall, it's... I think it just wins over through visual charm. I think that movie is looked on more kindly as time goes on. Yeah. It flopped hard. Um, yeah. When it came out. I think a lot of those flops from like the, the early to mid 2000s are getting re-examined sometimes. Yeah. Because there's a lot of good shit in them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, a lot of underrated movies. from. Yeah, so those are my rankings. So, with that out of the way, why don't we uh, go over to asks? Uh, if you want to send in a question, Message us on the Discord server in the channel Mickey's Mailbag, or I think you can respond to a, like a Twitter post if we make. Yeah, nobody has yet, but I put them. Yeah. Out. Uh, so we have three questions from friend of the show Casey, who asks first, "What animal would you be in a talking dog movie?" Dog. Well, okay. <gasps> Um, <laughs> no, I just I know me. My personality would be closest to being a dog. Let's see. That is a good question. I don't know what I so, like a, a talking dog. I definitely wouldn't be a dog or a cat. I'd be like one of the side characters. Maybe like a, like a bearded dragon. All right. I want to be a. I want to be an alligator because that's my persona. Uh, yeah. There you go. Uh. Question two: What would the Beverly Hills Chihuahua, or, sorry, what would the Beverly Hills Chihuahua X Air Buddies crossover be like? Horrible. Having seen exactly half of one Air Buddies movie, in I don't know. <laughs> I mean, all right, so we we get the baby Chihuahuas in the second movie, right? Presumably, according to the info blurbs on Disney Plus. So I'm Here's... gonna say. Poppy probably gets them into shenanigans. No, here's what would happen. Here's here's exactly what would happen. There would be none of the parents. Air Bud, nowhere. I mean, he's not already not really in the Air Buddies movies, but he's definitely not in the in the crossover. Also, no uh, Chloe or Poppy. It is the Air Buddies are like suburban, right? I think so. I think All so. Right, well, it's obviously like urban meets suburban adventure, right? Where each each side learns something about the other one. Yeah. There's a breakdancing scene, I'm sure. Oh god, you know there is. One of the one of the buddies tries to be street, at least for the first half of Super Buddies that I watched. So definitely, yeah. That would definitely be what it would be. They play they play pickup basketball. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. They they play pickup basketball just in time for Airbud to show up and actually like win. Give us yeah. A, a yeah, just in time to show up and win for like bit the the last shot of the movie is him going in for his signature yeah. dunk because I'm pretty sure they made him somehow. Dunk. I I've heard he doesn't. I've watched part of oh. it. Like I think he's more of a like supporting 
guy in like the actual game in the first era, but I don't know. I I've seen it forever yeah. ago, so I do not remember. Yeah. Uh Yeah, that sounds about right. So number three, what obscure animal should star in the next Hollywood talking animal movie? Echidna. <laughs> I'd like to see you try to make that shit talk, Hollywood. Do it. You won't. Similarly, a talking platypus, then. Real real talk, after having seen the first Rio movie, but not number two, I could go for a quote-unquote live-action talking bird movie. You can just get the real birds. You wouldn't even have to voice them. Just get an African gray in there. Oh my god, you're right. Just teach them all their lines. Yeah, uh... I think, I mean, I kind of did say, I'm going to answer with the same thing for the first question, which is some, well, maybe a Kaimon, some sort of alligatorid or crocodilian. Okay. I can yeah. go for that. Uh, that's it for questions. Uh, oh, we should decide our next movie. Uh, Steven, you're yes, next. Um, you're up on the queue. So, what uh, movie would you like uh, you and Nero and Cat to discuss next time? What will you inflict upon me? <laughs> okay, actually, um, I did those those first two movies that Dan gave at the bottom of, <laughs> of that ranking. Those were both my previous. That's what picks. I'm saying, what, what 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 fucking stinker are you dredging out of the depths of Disney Plus today? This is the only one where I'm picking a bad movie on purpose. The other two, I did not intend for them to be bad. I didn't. I remembered my favorite Martian being good because I saw it when I was a kid, and I did not know what Million Dollar Duck was going to be. This one I decided would be like one of my, probably like my third or fourth pick when I first started doing this this podcast. I got um, Jake, friend of the show. I think he's posted in the Discord a couple of times. Um, to agree to guest on it because he has he has his own podcast for this. We're gonna be watching Fuck Artemis yes. Fowl. Oh my god! Go. May Let's the go. road rise up to meet have, you. Top of the morning. I have specifically not watched the movie just so I can save my first oh, viewing to oh, be for this. Treat. treat. That movie is. <laughs> it's indescribable. I can't describe it. <laughs> it sure is something from what I have heard. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Wonderful. Alright. The Dom on YouTube actually got mad about it, and he hasn't even, like, by his own admission, hasn't even read Artemis Fowl. He has an Artemis Fowl podcast, right? <laughs> so he's gonna be really mad about it. Yeah, that was why I asked him to be on it. He has a an Artemis Fowl podcast. So far, I think they've only done the first book, but it is called A Podcast Most Fowl. It was He's getting his wife into the series, so it's the two of them reading it, like, a couple chapters at a time. Alright, um, so, with that, we shall take it to a close. Uh, uh, I'm Dan. You can find me at a lot of places, and you can find all those places at linktr.ee slash Mike underscore Dawson with a zero. From there, you can find my Twitter. You can find the other podcasts I'm on, which include Pod of Greed, a Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. Uh, we've been on a little bit of a break for the holidays, but we are coming back soon. We'll be 
talking more about Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. It's good. Uh, you can visit the Sonic Shuffle, a random and holistic Sonic lore podcast that changes topic every week. Um, our, we should hopefully be picking up, we've been on a bit of a scheduling limbo, but, uh, we should hopefully be picking up this week. We'll be talking about, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, the UK Sonic comics, aka Sonic the Comic. Uh, uh, you can listen to Strangers Fiction, an actual play podcast focused on one-shots of indie RPGs. Uh, our most recent episode, as of this recording, was one that I was in call- of a game called Lasers and Feelings. Uh, Cass wrote up, like, a custom setting for it, where, where instead of being, serving a federation, uh, we are part of a rebellion fighting against evil corporations. Uh, and also, I was very recently on an episode of Let's Place, an audio entropy podcast dedicated to ranking every single video game ever made according to quality, scientifically and scientifically. Uh, uh, I don't think the episode's gone up yet, but it'll probably be up by the time you hear this. It's an episode on the games of the year of 2020. Uh, look forward to that. And, uh, last but not least, you can visit at Xbox underscore holiday, where Usher celebrates holidays with Xbox. And, Happy New Year, Xbox. Oh, shit, it's also AGDQ as of this recording, so... Happy AGDQ, Xbox. Uh, all right, uh, Stephen, where can we find you? I have no other podcasts, but I do have a joke Twitter page that I run at dad underscore tastic, doing dad jokes every day. Otherwise, uh, my main Twitter is um, at marshmallow. It's spelled like just like marshmallow, but it has my name in it instead of that first syllable. And. Uh, Nero, where can we find you? For me, I have another podcast I do with my friend Jane. It's called The Podcast of Power. It's a She-Ra and the Princesses of Power companion podcast. We're watching the Netflix She-Ra reboot and going through it. Uh, it's a good-ass show. And if you haven't watched She-Ra, you should definitely watch She-Ra and then listen to the podcast. Um, find that over at Podcast of Power on Twitter. I also have a personal Twitter, um, the at Dragon Smoocher. I mostly retweet uh, Fire Emblem fan art and such over there. But, you know, follow me over there, you can. Yeah. Um, Podcast of Power is a Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast of power, if you want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a, we actually have a free thing over there right now for the holidays. We did, like, a riff commentary on the He-Man and She-Ra Christmas special. Oh, oh, that's oh, great! Oh my goodness, that thing is wild. Hordak has a ship in that that. Uh, well, I'll just say it looks like a prostate massager, and that's all I'll say on the matter. That's a new take. <laughs> you, you, listen, you watch it, and you'll understand. I've watched it every every Christmas with my friends for the last I don't know how many years. That I've, ship, I'm telling you, that helicopter. I all right. I have not seen it. My only exposure to the movie comes from 
Uh, they're a podcast. I will fight you. Also did an episode on it. That's all I know of it is their commentary. Uh, watch it and listen to me and Jane crack jokes about it. It's a it's old Shira man. It's a trip. All right, and you can find us at Disney minus on on Twitter. Uh, uh, you can also join our Discord, which is linked in our Twitter. Uh, and of course you can find us on any, any podcatcher of choice. Uh, uh, we are Dizzy Minus, and with that, uh, I say goodbye to this podcast. I'm leaving. You're going to... Chihuahua. 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 Bye. Tomas. Goodbye. Uh, da, 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 da. Goodbye. Goodbye. Dan.